Sometimes the biggest obstacle to becoming the person you want to be is that person you see in the mirror. The things we say to ourselves, we focus on our shape, you're fat, or our lack of firmness, you're flabby. We focus on our lack of success, you're a failure. We reinforce and reaffirm negativity and then wonder why our goals remain out of reach. Until we change our minds and our mindsets, we can be our own worst enemies. Here lies the disconnect. While many of us can accept our roles in achieving professional and financial success, too often we downplay the importance of using our mental fitness as a way to promote physical fitness. We need to get our heads right if we want to head in the right direction towards personal health, fitness, and wellness. By focusing on the mental and physical aspects of fitness, today's guest, Dre Nichols Everett, sets herself apart. Let's get mental before we get. Today, let's meet exercise habit coach and entrepreneur, Dre Nichols Everett. Also, we move on to our latest Valerie section, Live Free, Exceed Your Highest Expectations by Devon Franklin. I'm Valerie Johnson, and this is Interludes. Interludes, a pure Lighthouse production. We would like to thank our local title sponsor, A1 Pestmasters, for all your exterminating and pest control needs for supporting Interludes. This episode is brought to you by our national sponsor, Mighty Good Men, a virtual Father's Day event on Sunday, June 20th. And now, all the way live from the south side of Chicago, give it up for your host, Valerie Johnson. Let's meet Dre Nichols Everett. Hey guys, this is Valerie Johnson and welcome to Interludes. It is the summertime and it is always exciting when I have people on that have started their own companies and have are doing something to help people stay in shape and lose weight. She has been a, she's appeared on Windy City Live and a lot of places around town. One of the official spokespersons for the American Heart Association has done a TED Talk. She is an expert when it comes to losing weight you don't want. Dre Nichols Everett, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. That's going to be lovely, lovely, lovely. Um, a little secret about the pandemic uh, is that it brought on pounds, including myself. I was baking. I was doing, I learned how to make banana bread and non <laughs> That was horrible. I'm just going to admit that to you. Full stop confession. I'm just... <laughs> Just gonna put it out there. Most people. (laughs) It was like the country, the entire country, the U.S. uh, gained their first freshman fifteen. I don't know if you've heard of that being in. Oh yeah, oh yeah. (laughs) I gained it plus some. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Well, first, how did the pandemic change your business? If I remember correctly, you had you had a studio, Uh and you were working out, helping out folks. How did the pandemic change your business? So actually I am 
the pandemic was actually good for me. I mean, I hate to say that because it's, um, it's it was such a ter terrible time and so many people lost so many uh, family members and friends. Um, but for me, uh, a God is amazing. I mean, I thought that it would be a horrible, but it ended up allowing me to pivot into something that I wanted to pivot to anyway. So um, I was actually going to be moving into a bigger facility. And um, there was one permit that wouldn't get, would not get approved. And it took like eight months we were waiting for this permit to get approved. Now I understand why it didn't get approved because if I had gotten that space, I would have been bankrupt. I would have been bankrupt. So, cause I was doing a huge build out. So praise the Lord, uh, when the pandemic hit, I was going month to month on my lease at my space. And the other lease I had, the because the, the permit didn't go through, the landlord just dropped it. So I had no rent for the entire pandemic. It was absolutely amazing. Um, I was, and how good God is though, I was actually, I've been online since for two years. So I've had online um, courses and challenges for two years. And I was beta testing my online classes from December of 2019. And the day that Lori Lightfoot said to go in, we couldn't have classes anymore, was the day of my launch of my online classes. So if that wasn't God, I don't know what was. So I was ready, I was rolling. So we went straight from the gym, straight into um, online, and it's been great ever since. Oh my gosh. You give yourself the title, the exercise habit coach. What's the difference between a personal trainer and an exercise habit coach, what you do? Um, it's a big difference because I don't just focus on the physical because I don't believe it just starts with the physical. It starts with the mental. So um, creating the habits that you need to make exercise a part of your lifestyle. I mean, anybody can give you a prescription and say, go do this exercise, go do that exercise. And it's effective. But if you really want long-term change and you really want to change um, permanently, a lifestyle change, you have to change from the inside out. So you gotta change your mindset. You gotta you gotta create new habits and behaviors that stick because if you have a habit, you just do it automatically. It's who you are. So creating the habit of exercise is important because when you wake up, you're like, you know what? I just go to my six o'clock class. Oh, I just get up and I run three miles. It's just who I am. And that's how you know that you become, you've made it a lifestyle. Because anybody can work out temporarily. Anybody can work out for six, seven months. But then when life shows up, you check out. But if you have made it a habit, you're less likely to check out. And then I also give, you know, we have amazing programs that really focus on the mental. Like, why do we procrastinate? Why do we continue to rationalize the things that we don't want to do? Why do we um, have all this negative self-talk going on, just bashing ourselves when we don't do something? So we go deeper than just the physical level. We really start with the mind and work our way out so we can have um, lasting trans transformational change for our members. And I'm assuming losing weight, uh, is losing weight more an exercise in mental discipline or physical discipline? Sounds oh like. God. Oh, mental. Okay. It's mental. And the, and, the, and the thing is, people think that it's physical. It has nothing to do with that. I mean, of course, you're doing physical work, but to get there and to, and to get started every day and to actually do it, it all starts here because our self-talk, as soon as you wake up, say, say you're a person that works out in the morning, right? As soon as you wake up, your brain tries to protect you. Like, I don't want to get out of bed. You're safe in the bed. Stay in the bed. Because our brain is meant to protect us, right? Okay. So if you get out of bed, it's, it's, it's danger, danger. 
you know, you can get hurt, something can happen to you, just stay in the bed. And that's when all the rationalization starts, right? So if you start here and you know that's happening, you can say, oh, shut it down and get up and go do what you got to do. You know, so everything starts mentally because you, you're, if you want to do something, your mind has to give you permission to do it. So if you want to get fit, you got to get fit here first. Okay. So you work out that mental for folks. Yes. That's the habits and the mental you change. Exactly. Ah, I love that. And a post COVID-19, if we ever get to this place of COVID past COVID, how has the fitness industry overall changed in the last two years in your eyes? So I think that people who are savvy were trainers who were savvy were already online, you know, who are kind of like up, you know, into internet marketing. So we have, we were already online doing things, right? Mm -hmm. So, but now it forced everybody to do it, obviously. So everybody's doing it. And so the, I think the change is going to be, it's going to be hybrid models. Like for me, I'm opening up a new boutique in Chicago in July. I'm, you know, we're doing a renovation right now and it's, and it's smaller because I want it smaller because I, to be honest with you, I want to be online more. Like I love being online. I want to be 80% online, 20% in my space. So um, I'm going to, you know, for me, I'm going to have a huge Zoom setup. Like I'm going to have um, a, um, a sound company come in and really make it super professional so that the people um, online can see us working out and people in studio can work out together. So I want to give my online members a great experience so they can feel like they're in the room with us. That's important to me. Um, and I think that overall in the industry, if you're not providing that service, having both a hybrid model of, you know, in-person and online, you are really missing out, you know, missing out. You And the thing I love about online is you can reach so many more people and change so many more lives, you know, in Iraq or in, you know, um, Kansas City. It's awesome to have those people come to me. I'm like, oh my gosh, I would have never been able to touch you if it wasn't for online. So it's awesome. Yeah, and uh, after the pandemic, there's this new group of people, the so-called COVID long haulers, uh, yeah. whose internal systems have changed because unfortunately they caught they caught COVID. Right. Uh, and they have a frequent loss of breath, and, and after experiencing COVID, is there a way to modify exercise to address this particular group? Do you do you feel? Um, I just think that they, they need to first, because we don't know a lot about that yet. We don't know mm -hmm. what that, how that affects the lungs. No. And, you know, doing anything cardio-related is, you know, that's the lungs. So um, I think those people really need to make sure that they, they get checked out by their doctors before they do any kind of exercise program. Mm -hmm. um, I think that maybe they should start, and if, if I'm just saying this, it's my opinion. Um, if they want to get to get back into working out, I would just start walking at first just to see how you do and do very small, you know, mileage, mileage. Um, and then add on from there and then maybe add some strength training because strength training is not as taxing on the lungs. So that's something that they can start as well. So if they really want to work out, I would definitely say seek your doctor's approval and take their advice, but then start out really slowly because you don't want to, I, I heard that's pretty, that's pretty tough. It's pretty, it's pretty mm -hmm. difficult. So. Wow. Yeah. And, and, and this, there are some people that I know of personally, especially my cousin who lives out in California. He's been traveling the entire time during this pandemic and him and his wife. And I think he has like about five or six kids. All of them caught COVID, but they are, they have been resilient. I don't know. I don't know what's in the water. I told him, he says he doesn't uh, need to take the, 
God. It has to be God. It has to be God. I feel like it's it's his mom protecting him from heaven. That's got to be it. So. I heard that. <laughs> Happen, honey. Yes. Oh, oh my gosh. As a black woman, how do you see and interpret the societal messages of preferred body images? So, you know, I am not an advocate of skinny. I've never been an advocate of skinny. I think skinny is not cute. You know, oh I just think it's, and I, think, I think it's unhealthy. I think, I think that you should look healthy, you know, and whatever that is to you. So, and not everybody is supposed to be a size three, okay? You're not. So it depends on your, what your body is like. Cause for instance, I, I have a smaller build than my sister. So I, my build, I, I'm, I'm about like a two, four in my clothing. Mm -hmm. And my sister, she looks great at a 12. If she gets down to a 10, she looks crazy. Like she doesn't look right, she looks sick. So it depends on your body structure, right? Okay. So whatever is healthy to you, I don't, I don't feed into the whole skinny or all that. I just want people to feel their best in their body, whatever that is. If you want to be super muscular, if you want to be, um, you know, super thin, right? Whatever it is you want, do that and be happy with that. But just make sure that you're the healthiest you can possibly be or keep working on it. Oh, wow. And how do you both affirm and encourage someone who has been body shamed to exercise and maybe, I guess, build up their muscles? Like, I feel like that's something that's a part of you being the exercise coach. You work with the mind. How do you do that? So someone, someone who's been body shamed? That's been body shamed, yeah. Um, you know, that work is internal, you know, okay. and they have to change their, their, the way they're speaking to themselves because, you know, no one can shame you unless you let them because you're mm -hmm. feeling, you, you are in charge of your emotions. And when you feel something, you, you um, respond, right? right. Or, so, you, so basically how the whole series of chain works is, um, it's a circumstance, right? You think mm -hmm. a thought about that circumstance, you get because that thought is going to provoke a feeling, right? And then that feeling is going to provoke an action and that action is going to provoke a result. So you are in charge of that thought and you change that thought, that whole chain changes as well. Right? Mm -hmm. So that person, so you allowed that person to body shame you. They didn't, they didn't body shame you. You accepted it as a thought that you were body shamed. So your first, your first step is to say, I don't accept that thought. I'm not, I, I, I look great the way I am. I feel strong. I feel um, healthy period and you need to move on so never allow somebody else to make you feel something because they actually can't only you can make yourself feel something and how you respond to that does that make sense that makes plenty of sense i, I love how that sounds i just wow negative negative and that you just mentioned that earlier negative self-talk and and how does that come up when you are teaching your classes especially on the mental side of 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 your classes? So I really focus, like my, every, you know, gyms have niche, right? So my niche is I really work with high achieving professionals. I work with high achieving professionals who can do everything. They can do the, uh, the career thing, they're crushing. The family thing, slaying. They're doing great in everything except the weight thing. They can't get that down. There's so many women and men out there who just crush in every other part of their life high achievers and they do the thing. When it comes to the weight loss thing, they can't make it stick. So those people, the people that I focus on to really helping, because they are high achievers, their self-talk is on fleek. Their negative self-talk is on fleek because 
we, and I'm a high achiever, and I know what I do to myself, I'm not aware of it, is anytime you don't do something at your level, and sometimes our levels are impossible, it's, they're not even like acceptable, it's ridiculous how we treat ourselves, high achievers. So because they're so high, we bash ourselves. If you don't get even close to it or something that we do wrong, we make a mistake, we do this. And so we bash ourselves, but we don't realize we're bashing ourselves because we're doing it on a subconscious level and it's just happening and you're just ripping yourself a new one. And um, it, it affects you, it is true. So I teach people how to listen to that self-talk and shut it down. So to give yourself, I call give yourself grace. It's like God gives us grace, right? Mm -hmm. So I tell people, like, and, and I practice this myself because I am a self-talk basher. I bash myself, but I've been really working on it. So anytime I feel myself getting there, I just stop in the moment. I'm like, yo, yo, it's not that bad. You know, you made a mistake. It's okay. You're a human being. Just like, really out talking yourself to yourself out loud. And also saying to yourself, would you speak to your best friend like this? Would you talk to, if so whatever's going on in your mind, would you talk to your mother like that? Would you talk to your best friend like that? No, you wouldn't do that. So why are you doing it to yourself? Stop doing it to yourself. And that, that is, I feel like that is the key to a lot of what people would want to do, especially if they're going on a weight loss journey to say, you know what, I want to change the habit of how I think about food, how I think about you know, life in general, and then how I think about myself. If I'm criticizing myself, how can I lose the weight? Or how can I be, you know, or achieve things that I would love to achieve? If people are interested in learning more about the exercise coach? Habit coach. Exercise habit coach, where would they go? Um, go to exercisehabitcoach.com mm -hmm. and just check it out there. I also am starting something called Step Gym Academy. And Step Gym Academy is um, basically, it's going to be online and in my new gym. It's going to be teaching people how to do step aerobics. Mm -hmm. um, if you already know step aerobics, you just join the classes. It's going to be different levels from beginner to advanced. It's going to be amazing. It's like my dream come true. Because I, the very first discipline I taught as an instructor was step. And it's the hardest thing to teach. So it was like... It was, but it's called me. And so I'm finally doing, I'm doing something that I am in love with. This is a project that I want to get out to the world because I think that so many people just love step. So step is kind of cultish. So either you love it or you hate it. But if you love it, you'll do it like crazy. It's a little cultish. Okay. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. So, but what's wonderful about it is people like to dance, right? You like to dance. And with step, you have to learn the terminology but once you learn the terminology, it's so fun. And before you know it, you are a sweaty mess. You just had a ball. The music is dope. And you had a great workout. And the class is over. And it flies by because you're thinking the whole time. And that's what I love about it. You have to think the whole class. And you're like, oh my gosh, it's over? It's, yeah. amazing. it's amazing. So yeah. that's starting up. But for the most part, um, the exercisehabitcoach.com is where you can go and get all of my programs and um, our consistency coaching stuff to keep, to help you get consistent with your workouts and your nutrition. We have tons of uh, phenomenal programs. Wonderful, wonderful. Oh my gosh. I, I, I feel like I, I, I need a habit coach. I need someone. I think I need more of the habit coach versus the exercise. <laughs> I exercise already, but I need the habit situation. Yeah. I got a, I got a menopause belly that won't leave. Okay. <laughs> Dre Nichols Everett, thank you so much for joining us. 
Well, thank you for having me. This is awesome. <laughs> I'm Valerie Johnson, and this is Interludes. A conversation I remember having with my mom long ago reminded me why I had to leave the nest. I felt stuck. I wanted to go to Atlanta. When I mentioned relocating to Atlanta, she reminded me why she left the South back in the 1950s as a part of the second great migration north to put Mr. Jim Crow in the rearview mirror. Then I felt the call of the West. California, California. I dreamed of making a life in the city of angels, Los Angeles, and she told me LA would be materialistically rough based on my sensible style. Yeah. For New York, I took a stand. I could move there. I could make it there. And if I could make it there, well, you know the rest. When it came to the game I played with my mom, that after all was my life, Atlanta, strike one. LA, strike two. But I wouldn't let it go down like that for New York. After all, what would Derek Jeter or A-Rod think? Her expectations for me after college was to get married and become a homebody. I wanted to stand on my own home plate and hit a home run. I want to break free. I want to the first chance I got, I made a break for Brooklyn without telling my mom my plans. I had to break free from my mom's expectations of marriage. I had to live my life on my own terms, and I never looked back. Devon Franklin's book, Live Free, Exceeds Your Highest Expectations, breaks down how many of us have either had family, society, or professional and personal expectations that come from outside of ourselves. The first chapter, along with the others, bring about deep introspection onto how many of us develop these expectations and to identify the source. In other words, in order to live free, we must identify the expectations we have placed on ourselves and ones that come from other sources and find contentment and happiness in our daily lives. As I continue to read through Live Free, there is homework at the end of each chapter Join me on this self-help journey. Next time on Interludes. You should write from your heart, write from your experience. Mm -hmm. Show the world for me, like, you know, you know how you have those conversations in your own head, you know, can I do it? Am I good enough? Do I have it? What have you? And you, sometimes you just got to jump out and do it. As it was encouraging me, I felt like, okay, hopefully others get the message too, to say, hey, you know what? Whatever I've been sitting on, whatever idea, whatever dream, passion that you know is inside, just do it. The man behind the music you hear each week Music producer and artist extraordinaire Kendall Nesbeth debuts his new song, Show the World, on the next Interludes.
Interludes, original concept by Valerie Johnson, written by Michael Womble, produced by Valerie Johnson and Michael Womble, original intro and outro music produced by Kendall Nesbitt. Interludes, a pure lighthouse production, brought to you by our national sponsor, Mighty Good Men, a virtual Father's Day event on Sunday, June 20th, featuring Pudge Fernandez, our own executive producer, Michael Womble, and hosted by Valerie Johnson. For tickets to the virtual show and the virtual after party, please visit the website pure-lighthouse-media.ticketleap.com. We would like to thank our local title sponsor, A1 Pestmasters, for all your exterminating and pest control needs. Call A1 Pestmasters at area code 773-365-9962 or visit their website at a1pestmasters.com. To subscribe to our YouTube channel or join our Interludes Facebook group, visit the website linktr.ee forward slash Pure Light Media. Media.